Welcome to Shaylee and Katie, the podcast. We're two work-from-home entrepreneurs who are laughing our way through life, parenthood, and owning creative businesses. I'm Katie Day, a photographer, comedy writer, performer, and mom of three with one on the way. And I'm Shaylee Murphy, a video producer, interior designer, and mom of one. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, we want to pause and thank our amazing new sponsor, FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. Uh, we love this product. As someone who is um, administratively challenged, it takes all <laughs> of the work out for me. Um, not only is it beautiful, easy to use, um, it does the things that I hate to do for me. I hate collecting money. I hate it. I hate asking people for money. Uh, with FreshBooks, the invoicing is easy it's it's ridiculously easy to use it's beautiful and it doesn't even look like it came from me i'm not the one reminding you to pay your bill no it's fresh books it's fresh fresh books fresh books did it the all new fresh books is not only easy to use it's packed with powerful features you can create and send professional looking invoices in less than 30 seconds you can set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster and you can see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing game FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to our listeners. And to claim it, you just got to go to freshbooks.com slash SK and enter Shaylee and Katie in the how did you hear about us section. You don't even need to put your credit card in to start. So it's not going to be one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm on to you. You're going to trick me. It's awesome. Check them out. And now a song. Fresh. Are you singing? Fresh. I was doing the percussion you were gonna sing. Okay, okay. Bookkeeping is so easy when you fresh read those books. So freshen <laughs> books, books. Oh, that was good. That was oh, good. nailed it. Hey guys, we are so excited for our episode today. We have Danny Ives on the show. She is a self-taught fiber artist and the founder of Good Natured Art. She's based in Northwest Arkansas. Her inspiration comes from a love of science and nature, and she was actually a biology major in conservation education. Uh, Were you a double major, Danny? No. um, uh, No. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) We'll get into it later. I just had to ask. Um, She worked worked at a zoo and then got into – she was like an educator at the zoo and then got into needle felting as a hobby and a creative outlet. And within a few years, her distinct style turned her hobby into a career. Um, Please welcome Danny Ives to the show. Woohoo! Thanks for having me, ladies. Danny, you can say hi now. Hi. You've already (laughs) – hi. Um, If you have not checked out Danny's artwork and you're listening to this on a phone, I will say right now – Go to Instagram or your browser and look up either dannyives.com, it's D-A-N-I-I-V-E-S.com, or be good natured on Instagram and -hmm. just give yourself a little visual candy while we're going through the podcast because it is like mind-blowing what this lady does with felt. Okay, let me, let me, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Okay, because Katie's gonna. Shaylee knew about her first, and she was just describing it like she does this really amazing stuff on felt, like animals and stuff like that. And in my mind, I went to sort of like a two-dimensional cartoon. That's what I was picture, like that's what I was picturing before which I clicked she over. Has done in the which she has done. She has done, which is totally cute, mm-hmm. super amazing. And then I clicked over, and I was like, wait a minute, which one's the photograph? 
which one's, I'm not kidding. I was like, which one's the photograph? Which one's the live dog? <laughs> and which one's in felt? Because it's so insanely detailed and lifelike. I thought I could pick up the puppy. I tried to pick it right. up off of my phone. Pick up the puppy. It's like Michelangelo in felt had a baby. <laughs> wow. And made. Holy moly. <laughs> these creations. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Exactly. Yeah. You can put that on we your website. We get a commission, though. We get a commission on everything you sell now because we yeah, described yeah. them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes. So you you have before you have so many things we want to pick your brain on. But before we get into that, we have to thank our fake sponsor. Oh yeah, I have it. Uh, I have it, Shaylee. Um, okay, I was the good, one that good. made contact with them. Um, Coordinated. Yeah. This okay. episode is uh, is brought to you by sheep. Sheep. <laughs> yeah. So sheep. Thank. Oh, thanks sure. for your wool. Thanks for your wool, sheep. Okay. You're making this happen. Thanks, sheep. That's good. Thank you. That was quick and quick and dirty. Yeah. Sometimes, especially dirty. <laughs> especially if the sheep was rolling around in the dirt. <laughs> All right, thanks, sheep. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, questions. So, it's we want to go right to your obvious talent, but let's dig deeper than that and start a little bit before you were this big, successful Instagram famous workshop around the world woman. <laughs> and start with college? Yeah. So you were in college studying biology and you had always liked science or I've had always you... liked science. Okay, so what yeah. what was your what was college Danny plan for her life? College Danny, well, okay, so let's go back to high school Danny. Oh, please. High school Danny. <laughs> Um, was a crazy overachiever and wanted to be a vet. And I wanted to work with animals that way. Um, so went to college and studied all the sciences. I uh, got a biology degree. I was, you know, I double minored. I had a chemistry minor and a French oh minor because I'm a nerd that way. And <gasps> <Comment> so, <laughs> right, That's all I yeah. Can say. Like I, exactly. <laughs> we. Um, so I thought I wanted to be a vet and just kind of went along that field. Um, I started teaching at the Discovery Center in Springfield and kind of got into the informal education field. And mm -hmm. this was probably, I think, my junior year in college. Um, and then through that, I was kind of introduced to the volunteer program at Dickerson Park Zoo. And I learned about becoming a docent, which are basically volunteer teachers. Okay. Um, so through multiple jobs at the zoo, I was a part-time uh, keeper on the weekends. I did um, kind of informal programs out on the zoo grounds as a separate job on the weekends. And then I also did work study at the zoo through Missouri State University. Um, through those jobs, I kind of just got connected within the education department and they offered me a full-time job when I graduated. Oh, okay. So I was no longer wanting to become a vet. Um, also through the course of my studies at you know Missouri State, it was just like, eh. I don't know that I want to go to school for that much, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> more time to become a vet. So, um, and I, and I just really fell in love with working with animals in this capacity and being able to teach people about them. 
So I started working at the zoo as an educator. I worked there for, um, you know, 10 years full time. And then you add on the other two with all those many jobs that I did. Um, so somewhere around 12 years and I loved it. Um, I loved, you know, working with kids, working with adults. I started a teen volunteer program at the zoo, which is still going strong, which I love. And, um, it, it was amazing. And I don't regret going into that field. Don't regret doing that work one bit. It was, it shaped who I am today and it definitely shaped who I am as an artist. So that was, Mm. it was pretty fun. That sounds so fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you educated people on the zoo, on animals, studied Mm -hmm. animals for 10 years. (laughs) Right. And then somehow where did needle felting or felting or creative side business start? Uh Uh-huh. So along with all the science stuff, I um, also did art stuff kind of on the side. So um back okay we can go back to high school danny again okay, high school high danny school was danny. also in art classes and president of art club um <laughs> like i said overachiever okay right we so, understand we understand yeah. <laughs> yeah um but i didn't do any of that in college and i i regret it now um i regret at least not taking some like electives art electives in college um, but that's okay uh after you know um, I graduated. I was into the zoo a few years. I started to take some uh, pottery classes at the art museum. So that kind wow. of helped to fulfill a little bit of that creative void. Um, I then was introduced to needle felting at some point by a coworker. And she, um, this lady, I, oh my gosh, I adore her. And she knew everything there was to know about crafts. Um, she uh-huh. was, you know, she could make anything out of anything. And that's what we did for our classes at the zoo. You know, we would do all these little cute little take home crafts and she could come up with anything. And one day she introduced me to needle felting and I had no idea what she was talking about. Um, she, and she explained it as, you know, you can make these cute little animals with wool. And I was into that, you know, a uh, total biology nerd and working at a zoo. Of course, I'm going to try that. So I ordered a kit off Etsy that had, you know, just the supplies, um, just kind of like a little variety kit of wool and, and needles and things. And I haven't looked back. I mean, it's it's taken off. It's a, you know, crazy beast now of a hobby. It's not a hobby anymore. It's definitely my living. Um, but it started off with those cute little animal figurines and I made jewelry and pin cushions and little potted plants and things. Um, and then I've developed my current style over the years. Yeah. yeah oh my amazing. goodness. Um, when did it go from like cute little cactus pincushion plant into like, I'm going to try to do a realistic animal portrait? I, um, I started a project, gosh, I don't even remember what year this was, <laughs> maybe 2013, I think. Okay. Um, I wanted to do 52, I had a blog, I still have a blog, but okay. blogs are different now, but <laughs> yeah. um, my blog is different. I, I needed content and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to create something every week so I can post about it. And this year, that year, 2013 was, I think, 52 weeks of felt paintings. Um, 
which (laughs) were different than than they are now um, for me. And uh, it was just a way for me to do some something a little what I felt was a little more artistic than creating, you know, the the cute little figurines. Um, And then at some point, I was like, I don't know why I'm doing all this work, because I was creating the entire piece out of wool. Um, I was I was making the canvas by needle felting, and then covering the whole thing. And (laughs) I tried one day doing a picture a felt painting on the background of wool felt, because I thought, you know, that's got some color, it's it'll be a great background and I can put it in an embroidery hoop, which makes the perfect, you know, the cute little frame, um, that it is. And it's, it's, you know, you don't have to worry about framing it at all. You can just hang it on the wall like that. Um, and that happened actually, I just looked at it earlier. I think it was 2000. I've been doing it for four years. So that was 2013. Yeah. So, okay. So in this may be, I'm sure there's other people out there who, do similar things, but is putting it in an embroidery hoop? Is that something? And in the type of, when you say style, basically like realistic animal portraits, is that something that's not common or done? Are there other people even doing that or were there? I didn't find any at the time when I started. Um, So it was, it was just kind of like a fun, like, oh, let's try this and see how people like it. Um, wow. And definitely, though, the style has kind of picked up and, and there are quite a few people just kind of presenting their work in that way, um, their felting work in that way. Of course, yeah, you know, yeah. embroiderers do it and have right, done right. it forever. So. so, yeah, it was it was a fun revelation just to kind of, you know, present something a, a little new to um, the, the needle felting world. So having to come up with content for a blog and coming up with a 52 52- week painting with wool concept birthed this idea that has taken off and become bigger than I'm assuming your blog ever even was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My blog was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> not not to be like, you're that and you're like nothing. But it's it's like really taken off. And you now do workshops. Well, you have e-courses. You do yes. workshops all over the world. I, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'd love that? to do more workshops worldwide, but um, yeah, just in March, um, I went down. I was invited down to Brazil um, to teach some needle felting during this huge education festival um, that they were having. It was it was a crazy opportunity, and it was amazing. It was so That's great. Awesome, Brazil. Well, we have a lot of countries that tune in. So if you guys are listening and want to bring Danny to your country. That's right. Email her. <laughs> I don't want to put her email. contact. Shoot her an email. No, that's that's really cool, though. Um, okay, so four years ago is when it really took off. What, I guess, for, for someone who is, it seems as though it, it happened easily for you, and not to say easily, but it's not like you had this genius idea, left the zoo, and started it, and it was done. Right. But it almost sounds like you took certain steps to where you had a good idea, but it wasn't necessarily the great one that's going to catapult you into success. And that kind of naturally evolved. So if someone was, and you weren't even at a job you didn't like, right? you just, you were at a job you loved, but your side 
hustle kind of developed into a full-time gig. So when, I guess, when did that transition happen okay, between so, Zoo and what you are now? So what happened was I started, once I was comfortable with my skills um, doing these pieces, I started to offer commissions and pet portraits mostly. Um, but I would do other things too. But pet portraits really were what catapulted me and my business into what it is today. And so when I was comfortable being able to make something for somebody else and that, I mean, to this day, offering pet portraits is, it's still a scary thing, you know, because mm -hmm. you want to provide something for a client that, um, I, I mean, they know what their pets look like. You get one photo, you know, maybe two photos. Right. Um, and I, I always send them off for approval, you know, and there's always that waiting period and that that little bit of anxiety <laughs> that you get, you know, when you're waiting for that return email, like, does it look okay? Do you see anything that you want changed? Um, and, and it's such a scary thing. But when I started to offer those, that's when everything just kind of took off. Um, that was still in 2014. So that was the beginning of that year that I started with pet portraits. Um, and I, we didn't leave, I didn't leave the zoo and we didn't leave Springfield until, um, spring 2015. So I let everything grow and build momentum for a year before we even considered doing that. Um, and the reason when, when I realized it was sustainable and when I realized that, you know, this, this could replace my, my steady, you know, regular quote unquote job income, then that's when we decided that we could, um, I say we, my husband and I, we could step away. Um, <laughs> Tell your husband, I'm sorry. Jobs. Danny's married. He's amazing. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't include that in your bio. No, that's okay. <laughs> Boo. What's your husband's name? Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Brandon travels to her workshops and helps assist her and is so supportive. Okay, proceed. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all love you, Brandon. Um, <laughs> so we both uh, stepped away from our jobs and we moved. And uh, we moved uh, to Arkansas, which is where we're from. We moved to a family farm um, just to kind of, you know, step away and slow down and, and see what was next for us. Um, and wow. we, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a crazy ride. <laughs> okay. So you live on a farm. We lived in Arkansas. On a farm. Mm -hmm. Lived. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, we have since moved from North Central Arkansas to Northwest Arkansas. So we've been okay. here for okay. about a year. Okay. Very cool. So I want to know what, uh, has any struggles arisen during this process of working for yourself? You mentioned trying to please clients. Was there ever a client that wasn't pleased or did you ever receive any type of negative backlash you had to, you had to overcome or has it all been completely smooth? That's a, that's <laughs> a choice too. Smooth, it? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really have too many complaints. I, you know, I'll get, um, when we're talking about pet portrait feedback, you know, I'll get the occasional like something looks maybe just a touch off here and, and it's just a matter of like changing a little bit of a line or a little bit of a shading just to make 
um, you know, something look right. Cause sometimes I will translate a photo exactly as I see it. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe the lighting is a little different in the photo than it would be if you were looking at the pet in real life. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's fine. That's, that's nothing. That's no big deal. Um, doing, <laughs> you have to kind of learn to have a little bit of a thick skin when you're doing commission work, I feel like. Um, yeah. You know, you, you can't take things personally. If, if something's not right, that's, you know, that's fine. We'll, we'll just fix it. Is that um, a skill you've had to learn, though? I mean, was was the first one did you take personally? And then over the years, you've kind of toughened up? Or are you tougher than me? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I'm. I, <laughs> no, I'm not that tough. Um, it is definitely a skill, yeah, to, to have learned. Um, I think the first one, I can't. There is one that sticks out in my mind where it was just like, I don't, I don't see what you're seeing. Um, and that's hard. You know, if you don't see exactly, or if you don't share the same opinion as somebody um, about your own work, then, um, it is kind of hard to kind of step back and fix it regardless. Um, (laughs) you know, uh, regardless of your own artist's opinion, um, right. But for the most part, I mean, you know, I, I don't usually have a problem and uh, it's it's easy most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's good. Good for you. I would say uh, also anybody who's in a creative type business, learning how to deal with feedback. Yes. Uh, a lot of times art is subjective. So it's just your opinion versus someone else's opinion. Like if we send off a video and someone says, I don't like the music, um, there's no reason they don't like it. It's not that it's wrong. There's no guidebook for what type of music. It's just they want a different song. Um, And so I think learning how to, A, not take it personally, but be able to know when to not push back. But I think there is something to say for having some sort of creative integrity and saying, well, this is kind of the reason I did it. And here's why I think sometimes. Um, but then also at the end of the day, they're the ones paying you. And if you want to be self-employed, um, and do this for a living, you can't die on your sword every single time because people don't (laughs) like to a work with people like that, but B, I mean, the thing's going to be hanging in their house and they're paying for it. So like you want them to be happy you know, it's like a, it's a good balance, but I do think that that's a really good tip and note that a lot of creatives, I think, have an issue with, or they only want to do work that they love that's life-giving. And I'm sure there's sometimes where you're like, I don't want to do one more picture of a dog. I'm going to throw up if I have to do one more. Maybe not, but, you know, and it comes down to sometimes you have to do stuff that isn't, you know, the most life-giving thing you could think of at the moment in order to do it as a job. Cause at the end of the day, it's still supporting you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to do what works. Um, you know, there was a point when I was tired of pet portraits, um, and, and I stepped away from them for a while and that's fine. Um, right now I'm absolutely loving doing them. So, um, you know, bring them on. <laughs> okay. So bring that's, pet- have you- <laughs> that's interesting. Cause I'm, uh, I'm fascinated by burnout and kind of being able to monitor it before you're too late so were you able right. you were able to like um position your business slightly differently during that time so you could still make money but not necessarily do the same same old thing every single day yeah yeah I just wasn't taking on client work like that mm-hmm. and I was just making pieces that I wanted to make 
Um, and those also happened to be things that I could sell and that people wanted. Um, so it, it was it was a great point in my business where I could step away from those commissions, make things other than that, but also make money. Yeah, it was great. That was a good time. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed you were doing, I attended your workshop that was in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awesome. So just to point that out, I went into it a little bit. Okay, full disclosure, here's how it went down. <laughs> My friend Janae was taking your photos. So she texted a whole bunch of us. And mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with everything. But then I became obsessed because it was <laughs> awesome. But in my mind, I thought, if I can't paint that on a piece of paper or draw it, there's no way I'm going to be able to needle felt it because that's like another added level of complexity. So I was like, there's no way. No, I'm not even interested in going to the workshop. Like, yeah, no, it'd be fun. But like, no, like I can't draw it. So why would I think that I could needle felt it? Um, then, yeah, so I'm like, I'm with a little curmudgeon. I'm I'm crafty, but I'm not like an artist. So then my f- other friend bought a ticket and then ended up not being able to go and text a group of us. And then even though I was like curmudgeon, I like waited, <laughs> waited like a little bit and then was like, hey, I can go. I mean, I'll take, I'll take your ticket. Um, so anyway, the, I lucked into getting to come anyway. Shout out Emma for the ticket. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've told her that I'll teach her how to do it sometime, but bless her heart. She's probably, it's not going to be the same. Um, anyway, so it was, first of all, when I say easy, not to discount what you're doing, but easier for me to pick up just in general. Mm -hmm. Like I obviously can't do a portrait of a dog right now, but I did a flower and it was, um, what I liked about it is that it's forgiving. So you can kind of pull things a different direction. You can take it off and move it, the felt, if you did something a little wrong. Um, And that made it relaxing because I feel like if I was painting, it would be stressful because one swoop and it's permanent. Right. So it was actually, and you're shoving a needle in and out. So you're almost like mini stabbing (laughs) this little piece, this felt into, and it's basically like a thick thing of foam. Uh-huh. With uh, some sort of material over it, just for our listeners out there, because I was like, I don't even know how that gets on there. <laughs> so you lay the material or the canvas, per se, like uh, linen or whatever is what I used, and then you stretch out the little wool and you just, like, stab it to death with this needle, <laughs> and it sticks it in there, and you can, like, draw, like, paint with That's it. It's crazy. Anyway, I was so impressed, and I just wanted, for anyone who's even thought about going to your workshop, who may be thinking of, like, what I was thinking, I'm such a, I don't know, like, fi- I'm fired up about it now. I'll be your sales <laughs> your sales girl. <laughs> I was like, you send me that thing. I'm going to write you a review. Because of the, it was, I was forced, not forced, but fell into going when I had a bad attitude about it and thought, I can't do that. And it was so enjoyable, even more than other workshops I've done. Like I like weaving and I like all sorts of scrapbooking and other things that are fun. But this was so like addictive. It is very addictive. It's so addictive. I mean, look where it's gotten me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'll try to do Opal and just it'll, it'll, it'll end it, end my, my little stint on trying to needle felt, but So if you're just just, just tuning in, stabbing is addictive. 
be careful. Stabbing uh-huh. is addictive. <laughs> it just releases it just releases something inside of you. So Danny, um, it is very stress relieving. <clears throat> yeah. It is yeah. it is a lot of fun that way. So yes. Danny, I have a question. Um I kinda get a little businessy up in here. Um Do it. It seems like, you know, we're in a we're in a world of uh where e courses are becoming very popular and a lot of people are um, they are expert craftsmen and then they kind of find out that a way to move their business forward is by teaching. Um, mm-hmm. so you've done more in, in person than e-course. You also have e-courses. Oh, you have both. Okay. Yes. Um, yes, I have. So both. can you walk us through sort of your thought process and how you began that and, um, yeah. what, just some hurdles you might've overcome in getting those out in the world? Yeah. Um, Gosh, I can't remember when my very first in-person workshop was. Um, it wasn't too long ago, but, you know, as, as somebody who kind of, um, you know, I, I didn't invent this, um, but I feel like I've kind of developed a style that has taken off. Um, but it's, it's hard to sometimes justify teaching your skills to other people in case, you know, that, right. you know, it, it lessens you or your business somehow, but it doesn't. Mm. And that's the hardest thing to realize, I think, for, for a lot of creatives. Right. Um, you know, you're, you're helping people just to expand their creativity, their knowledge. Um, you know, most people aren't going to take this and run with it. It's, it's going to be a weekend project or something that they do occasionally, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but that, I, that for me was probably the biggest hurdle to get over. Um, but for the most part, people, they, they were asking me, you know, how do you do this? Um, and so that's when I realized, you know, I, I just, let's just teach everybody how to do it. And on top of that, I have a teaching background. Right. And mm-hmm. That was my job for, you know, 10 years. So I was comfortable teaching. Um, I, of course, you know, before I taught mostly kids um, and now I'm teaching adults, which is a whole new thing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. Um, you know, <laughs> what do you all... mean? What do you mean? No, <laughs> no, I mean a whole new thing for me. <laughs> uh, you were, you were really fantastic though. Oh, at thank you. Teaching. <laughs> yes. You were very helpful in a non-invasive free way and walked around and gave people individual help and all of that. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Good. I'm, I'm glad it was comfortable for you and um, <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my I don't want anybody it. to feel uncomfortable while they're taking class. That's yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't stressful or I don't know. Yeah. Some you know, you didn't just like say one thing and then let everyone go, and then they were like, "I'm supposed to do this, and I have no idea what I'm doing." So right, anyway, right. great job. Well, yeah, okay, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after I started teaching in person workshops, um, you know, I'm only one person, and I can only go so far and do so many places. Um, last year, I decided to develop an e-course, um, which anybody can take. Um, you know, it's, of course, it's not the same as taking a, a course in person, but I try to make it as close as possible with, you know, cool projects. And um, I'm available um, via email or whatever to anybody who takes the course if they've got questions or concerns or anything. Um, so I, I try to make, um, you know, this fun new hobby available to as many people as possible. 
Very cool. Um, was there any fear when you first, uh, like, like the very first workshop, was there any fear of like, oh my gosh, what if no one signs up? Oh yeah. <laughs> I still have that fear. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter, um, whether it's my first or my 50th. Um, there's, there's always that, you know, uh, fear of whether or not anybody wants to show up, whether they care, whether they like me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, it's always there. Yeah. Mm. But it was a success, the first one? Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm still trying to remember what it even was. I think it was, um, I think it was a 3D owl that we made together. Um, and I think it was in Springfield. Ah. So, so, okay, so you used to live in Springfield, obviously, yes. and then yes. you moved to Arkansas. So that's why we like, we never met, though, when you were here. I know. <laughs> How weird is oh that? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I was at the zoo, and I wasn't quite into the um, entrepreneur, you know, be my own boss world yet. So I was yet. busy doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. The oh elephants are the boss of the zoo. Right. No kidding. <laughs> oh, do you have, okay, this is a little off subject. And by a little, I mean a lot. Did you have any crazy zoo stories about like <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes of the zoo? Do all oh. the animals get out at night and play? Well, yeah. <laughs> like go yeah. back to find their roots in Africa? <laughs> oh, um, hmm. let me think. Well, um, so, at the, gosh. Now I'm, now I'm reminiscing about zoo one. stories. Um, I would I would run some of the summer camps for the older kids, and so we uh, I did one called Junior Zookeepers, and the <laughs> kids got to hang out with zookeepers for you know a couple hours um, for a few days a week and do all the things that they do. So um, it was it was fun watching the kids learn and interact with animals in that way. And by interact, I mean, you know, they did all the hard work. <laughs> they cleaned and scooped poop and fed and, um, it, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was tons of fun. And we would do behind the scenes tours and things. Um, and through those uh, tours and, and uh things that I led for the kids, I got to interact also with the zookeepers and learn all the things that they're learning. So, um, you know, we have stories of, of getting things tossed at us by animals and, um, you know, getting poo splattered on us by animals and, and, you know, all that. They also spray, (laughs) they spray pee. Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) So how, what do we need to do to start a summer camp to get some of those junior, uh, junior zookeepers to come help just with children around the house, <laughs> shoveling poop. Yeah, and... we'll we'll talk after. <laughs> okay, good. That's good. Um, okay, one question I have. So, if you were talking to twenty-one-year-old, has a job they may love, they may hate, but sees in the future wanting to do something, be their own boss, be a creative entrepreneur, and do something in the creative realm. Um, what advice would you have or a little tidbit of wisdom looking back? Okay. I would say, um, 
pursue what you like. Um, you need to dip your toes into things to figure out what you like and what you don't like. Um, which is exactly how I came to the conclusion of maybe I don't want to be a vet, you know? Um, but I, I mean, yeah, dip your toes in, see what you like, what you don't like, um, try to get a little taste of things. And then once you find something, you'll know what it is that you're supposed to be doing, at least for the time being. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. I, I feel like I need to say that a lot to people. Um, it's okay to reach out and it's okay to ask questions of people, you know, who you admire and, and who you think might be able to at least give you some, some good advice and propel yeah. you a little bit. So Danny, we have some questions if you can give us advice on. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Katie, do you have, uh, do you have anything else? Um, <clears throat> well, I call me the struggle asker. Um, <laughs> is there, is there anything about owning your own business because uh <clears throat> Shaylee and I like kind of like to hit on the theme sometimes that it's the dream it's the dream it's the dream question mark <laughs> um, <laughs> has there been anything um about owning your own business that surprised you maybe in more of a negative way that you that you think back on your employed days and go well that part was actually kind of nice <laughs> yeah talking to humans every day <laughs> sitting right? around a table and eating lunch Right? Yeah, getting dressed every day. Right. Um, <laughs> having a reason. I mean, I have clothes on, but right. let's get real. <laughs> I'm not going to They're go not business any. casual. They're not business <laughs> right. casual. <laughs> right. No, um, it's, it's hard. I work way more now than I used to. Um, probably even when I was doing this as kind of like a side hustle, uh, I feel like you know, I'm having to relearn things like time management. Um, I'm having to put myself out there way more, um, you know, making connections and, and introductions and, um, just, just getting my work out there is, um, sometimes can be really exhausting. Um, so it's, it's really hard, but, when when things happen and when they go right it's amazing and mm -hmm. i can't express how exciting it's been um and how how grateful i am for the you know the opportunities and and things that have come my way so far um so yeah, I, it's it's just, it's been, I think I said it earlier, it's been a crazy ride yeah. from there to here. <laughs> yep, but no uh, <clears throat> no regrets as far as you'd, you'd rather be self-employed than employed? <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> That's good. Great. Um, so talk us through, you mentioned this in passing, but do you have any exciting new ventures coming up that you're working on? I am working on a book. Um, I'm so excited about this. So um, I'm working with Abrams um, and they are going to be publishing my DIY book, um, which is going to be all about painting with wool. And that's going to come out, not for a while, but spring 2019. Wow. 
Um, and then I've got some other workshops and some kind of master classes and retreats coming up. Um, those haven't been set in concrete yet, set in stone, okay. concrete, you know, whatever, yeah, something hard. Concrete's made um, of stone. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but those, those will all be uh, figured out and announced soon. But I am most excited about working on that book. It's, it's so thrilling to be able to put something like that out. Congratulations. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. So follow Danny. And we will put all of her links to her Instagram and website and all of the above on our show notes. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And then you'll just announce when all of those things are. Her, your website has all of your workshops and your e-courses and we'll have the book once it's out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I, have a, I have a newsletter sign up on my website too and all that stuff goes out um, on that. So Okay, cool. Um, so we're browsing Danny's website right now and she has graciously offered to do a fun giveaway to our listeners so she has two e-courses out one is a new DIY cactus course that has like legit planted cactus that look real I thought they were cactus they're <laughs> lit they are they're just made of felt um and there's also little mushrooms and it's awesome and then there's also another one called felt with me learn how to paint with wool which would probably be similar to like your uh beginner workshop for painting with wool exactly yep okay and so that's another e-course so we're gonna have two winners essentially one would get each of the e-courses but we'll let you pick which one you want so we'll be posting on our instagram at shaylee and katie um and have something where you can tag friends or share to enter so be looking for that and we will choose two winners and thank you Danny for offering mm -hmm. that to yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. My pleasure. We have the winners. Um at Okady Day and at Shaylee Murphy <laughs> are I want the cactus one. <laughs> Congratulations. And wants the beginner equus. Yay us. <laughs> hasn't even aired yet. It hasn't even been edited. That's and we weird. Won. Weird. What are the odds? Rigged. Crazy. <clears throat> Crazy. Okay. So okay. we're just in time for our segment tonight. Um, we're bringing back this segment because we want to hear your answers. So for our segment tonight, it is the lightning speed round. Oh, no. <laughs> Shaylee, can you do lightning noises, please? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, okay. That'll work. Um, okay. So you have to answer these questions as quickly as you can. No thinking. I mean, you can think a little bit, whatever, you know, live your life. <laughs> you have, you to, have to fire off a neuron to be able to answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how do you set the mood when you're working? What is what's on the background? Oh. The mood, oh. the mood, background, working. Podcasts. Podcasts? Always podcasts. Boom. Mm -hmm. Boom. That's what, mm -hmm. that's how you do it? You have a, do you have a, like a comfy chair anywhere you sit or anywhere? I have a specific chair with a specific cushion for my bum so yes. I can sit properly. Yes. <laughs> bum cushion. The bum cushion chair. Okay, cool. Are you drinking anything? I just want to picture it. I want to really picture it. Mostly I'm drinking LaCroix. Yeah. Well, well, well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We have the same mood setters, my friend. Um, awesome. Okay. What is it? And what then it? Okay. favorite Netflix snack? Oh, um... A chocolate? Yeah. Dark chocolate. That's, That's accepted. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> accepted. accepted. We accept uh, it. Bonus follow-up. Are you watching something on Netflix right now? I or totally any. was. I was watching Girlboss. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Do you ever not work? I'm just saying. Um, okay. And then. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, this one's really important. It's really important. Uh, most frequently used emoji. Oh. 
Um, probably the hard eyes. Hard eyes. Mm-hmm. You just see a lot you love. Yeah. I do. What can you do? I can't help it. What can you <laughs> Love it. Oh, very love good. It. Okay, you passed the speed li- round. Thank goodness, because yes. that lightning's coming in, Shaylee. Ah, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I am sure so many people have wanted to pick your brain, and I'm so happy we got to do it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's I've been wanting to chat with you, so it's been a lot of fun. This is probably a tangent and will not make it in, but I feel like (laughs) it needs to be on the record, which is recorded in life. This was scheduled for next week. (laughs) And Danny was so sweet not to forward me my own email and say, really? Because you had said it was this day. And instead, she like a tramp whipped this around in like 10 minutes and got on a a video Skype call. Thank you for dealing with my crazy. This is the first time I've I've, uh, surprise Skyped somebody. Maybe it won't be the last. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully it'll be the last. Shaylee and Katie, the podcast was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, and our favorite spot of all, an iTunes review. Also, feel free to email us at shayleeandkatie at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Seriously, we love you. (laughs) 